and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on Season 4, Episode 3. This is a sports edition tonight. we got a bonus episode. Uh, I'm your host, Dan. Andy, uh, Andy, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. good. So it's the time of the year where November 28th, 2022, end of the year, the prep bowl season. We have a special guest coming on here. Uh, Kip Kovar is going to join us for the prep bowl. He works at the Herald Sports uh, Sports Editor there at for Herald Sports uh, Herald Journal. Sorry, how are you doing tonight, Kip? I'm good. I'm kind of soaking in my last night, where I have a little bit of break. I haven't had anything to cover in a couple of days, so it's been kind of nice. But wish I was still covering yeah. the Prep Bowl playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and for those yeah. who don't know, here in the West uh, suburbs, Kip covers a lot of amateur baseball, which is good, and a lot of prep. Anything prep. We're talking golf. We're talking soccer, football. Uh, baseball, basketball. Uh, I follow. We, we all follow you a lot, Kip, because you bring some very good instantaneous uh, sports coverage on the Twitter world. That's real time as things are happening, and uh, it's it's fun to watch uh, watch you and follow you a, a, on your stuff, especially the the football is always fun. You do a lot of stuff with the state tournament. The sectionals. Now we're here at the prep bowl, so. It's our first time having you on. We've wanted to have you on before, but we want to make sure we get the prep ball first because uh, this is this is some good stuff. Uh, you're 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 a local guy here that covers the local stuff, but as we'll soon find out, I'm sure you're pretty well versed in the other teams as well. Uh, Andy, anything else, or should I, should I bring up your? Uh, no, let's just uh, first of all, I want to thank I just want to thank Kip for his time, and also um, for eighty percent of our tweets are just retweeting your stuff. So thank you. <laughs> That's Thanks really that. a lot what we do. Yeah, for what we do. So. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Yeah, we have the same, same kind of stuff in common is what we've got. Uh, the same kind of uh, love of sports here in the area is, is, is very common. So a lot of our tweets are just retweets of your stuff. Uh, here you go, Andy. You're on up there. You're, you're good right, to go. We're going to start here with the high school football tournament. Yeah, go ahead, and then we'll uh, advance to the next screen there, and we'll start with Kip. And yeah. what we'll do is go over each of these. I also have, uh, you know, the records, the team's rankings, who they're, you know, the time that they're playing, and the dates. These are this is a two-day tournament here at U.S. Bank Stadium, so we got to make sure people show up at the right date. Go ahead, Andy. Uh, Mountain Iron and Spring Grove and Nine Man. Uh, Mountain uh, Iron. Go ahead, Andy. It hasn't uh, shifted over there yet. Has it? Not on my end. It hasn't. Okay, I can see the bracket. Yes. Oh. There you go. I see it. I don't. Nothing on my side yet, unless it's got a refresh. So All right, go go ahead. Uh, going there, Mountain Iron. Uh, the last ranking on the Star Tribute side, anyway, at the end of uh, November, they had Mountain Iron at four, Spring Grove at three, both undefeated. Um, both had you know, Mountain Iron, known for uh, women's basketball and some other great sports up there too. Spring Grove, again, another good team. Both, like I said, undefeated. Neither one were in the championship last year, so we're going to have a new champ this year. Uh, both, like I said, three and four in the state. Nine-man, they're both undefeated. It's kind of the way the nine-man rankings go. The first five, six teams are usually the undefeated teams until you get playoffs. Um, I do like Spring Grove on this game just because I, I, I just don't like Mountain Iron. I just I don't. I'm just not a fan of them from, from what they've done for girls basketball, the mayor, and other stuff like that. So I'm kind of going Spring Grove on this one. Yeah, I'm not a huge nine-man guy, so that's probably the least of all the classes I know, but Spring Grove's kind of that perennial team that is there and at least makes the semifinals almost every year, so I kind of got to give them the 
maybe the slight favorite, not knowing really anything about Mount Iron Buell. Yeah. Now there is of, of all the games of all the games there is this is one of the four games of the matchups that are two undefeated teams going head to head. I always like to see that. This is a a ten oh three kickoff on Saturday. On Saturday, go ahead. Then we got one A. We got Springfield and Minnesota. Uh, 11 and 2. Minnesota was ranked 10 in the last ranking. And here's the last rank for October 25th from the Star Trib. Springfield wasn't even in the top 10. And Minnesota was number 10. So here they are playing for the championship. Um, like we talked about, we had Chris Gustin on a couple weeks ago. And we talked most of girls' basketball. The football topic came up where you just can't seed everybody in football because of. Geography, which yeah. happens in football here a lot. You get one and two playing in the first round, which kind of happened here. Everybody filtered down. We got the 10 seed and undefeated or a non ranked team going. Uh, Mary Luther, of course, was a champions last year, so we got a champion again. They beat Minnesota. I think they're going to get a little revenge this year. It's going to be Minnesota winning this game, I think. Yeah, I class A, as I kind of always thought last year, there's 10 to 15 teams. I think it's as open as it's ever been, especially the last couple of years. Minnesota's kind of that perennial favorite, but um, I I know Springfield from covering Sleepy Eye a couple of years ago and watching some of their film just in case they met up with Lester Prairie, but Lester Prairie lost in the quarterfinals. Um, they got some talented athletes, kind of a tougher matchup that Minnesota doesn't see as much. So I think of all the championship games coming up this weekend, that could be one of the better ones. And I Minnesota is tough to pick against, but I'm going to go Springfield. I think they just have a few more athletes, kind of like Mayor Lutheran had last year, where they can maybe show some Minnesota some stuff they haven't seen before and really explosive. Now, and I got a question here. I'll jump in. As far as timing, this is the first game that kicks off the Prep Bowl is this one. And this is a Friday 10 a.m. game. Now, typically, these Friday games, these are held on Thanksgiving weekend. So no one's in school, no one's at, at work typically. We don't have it this this now. We're in December. People are going to be at work. Kids are going to be in school. So, you guys, either of you two, see any kind of impact as far as attendance at this, or these small schools basically the whole town shuts down anyway. The, the town's going to shut down. They'll be there. Yeah, as far as schools that are taking part in the game, they'll they'll show up for sure. I think you will lose some of that. I got nothing else going on. It's Thanksgiving weekend crowd to come in, but. I mean, there's some good matchups, too, where I mean, I even think about going down and catching one. I'm sure there's a couple, but I do think with basketball and hockey getting in full swing right now, you're going to you're gonna lose some people that would probably make the drive or go buy a ticket. Yeah, because I remember last year we went to the game, so it was a Friday. We went to watch Mary Lutheran and New York Mills in the semis. You get the early you watch a game before and after, but you're not going to get that this year. Um, same ticket price for three games or one, but you won't see people sticking around for extra games, I don't think. Yeah, fun stuff. What's the next one here? Next one was 2A, Barnesville and Chatfield. Chatfield won it last year. Uh, both teams undefeated at 12-0. Uh, last rankings had Chatfield at 1, Barnesville at 3. Uh, looks like Chatfield's returning defending champions. Um, and and you, number one defending champs, you can't go against that. Yeah, definitely. Sam Backer, their quarterback, is unbelievable for Chatfield, so it's kind of hard to pick against the Gophers, but I watched the Barnesville-Jackson County Central game for a bit, too, in the semis, and 
uh, Jackson County took it to Howard Lake in the quarterfinals and Barnesville took it to Jackson County running that power T. So that power T is so tough to see where the ball is and what's going. Not sure if Chatfield sees that very often, but I think they're experienced and talented enough where they can kind of overcome it. I go with the Gophers on that one. Okay. All right, next one we got here, 3A, New London Spicer and Dilworth. Uh, New London Spicer, the ninth, uh, ranked ninth. Dilworth was ranked 12th. Dilworth undefeated. New London Spicer was 10-2. and two. Uh, Castle won it last year, so we had a new champion. And being the local boy here and the homer, I'm bitter about Watertown losing, so I'm going with Dilworth to win. <laughs> so, what is, uh, yeah, is my heart here? I, w I wish I was covering this one, that's for sure. Um, but I went early and watched DGF and Fairmont just to see if, if Watertown, who did win, to get a little bit of look at what they both looked at. DGF's another one of those run power, run heavy offenses that's going to be tough to stop. And I thought if Watertown could get by uh, New London, that that would be the better matchup for them than Fairmont. So now that New London actually is in, ended up playing them, I think New London's got it. It's a good matchup for them. I mean, DGF starting running back kind of got banged up towards the end of the game. I'm not, I'm sure he'll give it a go. He's had an extra week to get ready for it. So it'll be tough to stop him, but I think new London is balanced enough. I Fairmont was able to throw against DGF pretty well. So I think new London, I'm going to go new London in the upside just to keep that district. I mean, that's the yeah. toughest district in the state and they they're healthy. And that Bryson Christensen kid is just unbelievable. Just get the ball in his hands and let something happen. So I'm going with the new London spicy. Yeah, yeah, Andy. When we were at that game, and boy, Christensen at six four frame that he's got as a senior, uh, it's tough to get anyone to even if you double team him, he's going to go up and get that ball. He's also their you know punt returner, uh, tough guy. He scored three last week, uh, two weeks ago, three touchdowns. Yep, and even that fourth and four that they scored on late in the game, everyone's zoning in on him, and all of a sudden they dump it right over the middle against you. So even when he doesn't touch the ball, he can make things happen for that team. Yep, yep. Fun to watch. All right, here we go to 4A, Simley and Hutchinson. Uh, Hutch is your defending champions from last year. They won it pretty big, 42-14 over Casson. Uh, Hutch was is ranked number two. Simley was number seven, but they were both 11-1 and one coming in. 5A was – or, I'm sorry, 4A. 4A was pretty tight this year. But, I, again, I kind of like Hutchinson. kind of a machine these last couple of years. They're just clicking and going. I really like that. That's why I see Hutch winning this game. Yeah, I like Hutch as well. They're just they're talented and experienced. They've been there before. They just they're so methodical in what they do. It's tough to stop the run. They're they can throw when they need to if they're in a third and short or medium. And experience kind of just bodes well for me. I think they've been there before. They know what they're doing. So give me the Tigers again in that one. This could be this could be your game here. A double digit uh, win, I believe. Uh, Hutchinson, I think, will. Uh should win this one. I don't want to say easy, but I think it'll be a double digit point differential myself. These these guys are tough. All right. Go 5A. We got Elk River and Mankato West. Mankato West number 1's uh ranked in the last rankings. Elk River number 3 both 12 and 0. I uh, just look at Mankato's schedule to get here for the playoffs for their season. They had three shutouts in a row, 42 donut, 54 nothing. I'm sorry, two, 50, you know, the 42, then 54, then 31, six against Chaska. They go to the playoffs, though, and a close game against Chan, close game against Rochester Mayo, close game against Rogers. 
they were beating everybody and taking their lunch money all regular season. And the playoffs came, got a little shaky for Mankato West. I mean, they still won. Don't get me wrong, but they a little, little more competition than they liked. Elk River's schedule, again, pretty easy wins all year long, including the playoffs. So, and them being the number one seed, um, I kind of like them again this year, Mankato West. Yeah, Mankato West has kind of been the team that I thought it was theirs to lose for 5A, but, I mean, you look at their playoffs. I mean, against that Rochester-Mayo game, they needed a touchdown with just a couple seconds left on a – I think it was even the fourth and, like, fourth and goal from the eight or something just to get by that, and then Rodgers gave them all they can handle. Um, Elk River is a sneaky, sneaky good team. I think I get overlooked. They've been kind of overlooked all year, and I don't know if Mankato West has been playing with fire a little too much that they snuck out wins, but it's tough to go against Mankato West, but just to be different, I'm going to go Elk River because okay. somebody new. Give me somebody new to win the title. Yeah, this and this could be arguably – you know, on paper, uh, the best game of the entire prep bowl series. Do you guys agree with that, or is it going to be up there? I think this could be the best matchup. Oh yeah, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a high scoring game too. If you look at their offenses coming in. Now, with that being said, it could be seven to three. It'll probably be twelve ten or something. Fine. Yeah. But this yeah, should be good, and this will close out. Each other this. <laughs> this will close out the prep bowl. This is the Saturday four o'clock game, the last game. Uh, on Saturday, this will this will wrap it up. This could be, in my opinion, could be the best game. Once again, two undefeated teams, top in the state. They're going to slug it out. I got a feeling. Then, just the way you want to draw it up for Friday night, number one against number two according to the last rankings, Maple Grove and Rosemont. Uh, Maple Grove losing to Lakeville South last year. Kind of check their seasons out here real quick. Maple Grove. Uh, I was wrong. We have Grove this year with the three shutouts in a row there. 67 nothing over Hopkins um, in the first round of the playoffs. Hopkins was 0-9 this year, so Hopkins didn't really care. They they made the playoffs. Um, then they munched everybody in the playoffs. A little tight against East Ridge and Lakeville South, but I think Maple Grove handled those pretty good. They got their revenge on Lakeville South. Rosemont's schedule, again, Close games, some tough games there. Uh, they only beat Eaton Prairie by seven. Uh, they were at Lakeville South one by three. Um, had some close games, but then got to the playoffs and started clicking on all cylinders. Um, Rosemont two, Maple Grove one. Maple Grove losing last year. I think Maple Grove, they've been there. They, they were close. They want to win it. So I got Maple Grove winning this one in a close game. Yeah, I think I saw – I can't remember where I saw, but this is the first time six A's had – undefeated against undefeated in the prep bowl and maybe 20 years or something like that. Yeah. But I, I love that six, they sets it up to get the two best teams. And I think these are the two best teams. I wish we, it's not possible, but I wish other sections and classes could do that as well. But I've kind of thought Rosemont has been the best team all year, but Maple Grove is also a very good team. I think Rosemont's schedule all year has been a little bit tougher and they've kind of delivered in all of those. So, I think Maple Grove might be a little disappointed again. I'm going to go with the Rosemont Irish. They just they've won every big game they've been in. I see them winning another one. Okay. I want I want to go see that one if I have if I'm free. You know, and one thing I just want to say on this going into it is the thing I don't like about six A is everybody making the tournament. I mean, Hopkins was 0 and nine, and Roseville was 0 and nine. Wazetto was five and five going in. Do you, Kip, do you think everybody should make the playoffs in 6A or should they not have that first round be so big? 
could go 50-50 on if everyone should make it. What I think they should do is if there's eight teams in a section, give the one seed a bye, let the bottom two teams play each other to go into that rest of the bracket. Okay. That way they actually get a competitive game and it's not one of those 65 to six games. Um, those games, I don't remember. I tweeted the stat when it, the first round of sections, it was pretty lopsided once again, between one and eight seeds. It's, it's tough to make kids play three games in 12, 13, 14 days, whatever it is. But I mean, kids work all year. They sh- they should get to be in the playoffs. But I can honestly like, if I'm a kid and I'm a coach, I want to be in the playoffs because otherwise, what are you playing for? Like, but if you do not make the playoffs and say you have to be 500 or win three out of eight games, it kind of makes the regular season a little more meaningful too. It's not just oh, we get to be in the playoffs. So I don't know if there's a perfect answer. It depends what you're looking for. Um, I think just changing seating would help a little bit, but that's a mess to deal with geography and locations because you got to play on turf fields that time of year and everything. So I guess I don't know is the correct answer is what I'm trying to say. Not, not so much for the bigger schools, but like I said, Hopkins 09. If one of those kids plays basketball too, he don't want to play in that football game. He's got basketball practice a couple weeks. So that that's the other aspect is how hard is that six seed or eight seed, or I'm sorry, eight seed or 16 seed playing? How hard are they trying I know there was in six A there was a, quite a few upsets not in that first round against one versus eights but uh, four versus one I think one of those matchups was a win yeah. uh, I think the two C lost in the court, the quarterfinals so it it happens but not very often not in the first round right, we're gonna dip into our small college buddies here uh, Bemidji State oh, uh, hold on hold on oh, Andy yeah. just to, I have one last thing on that is that that Maple Grove Rosemont game is the only prep bowl game with a seven o'clock kickoff. That's a, that's a Friday night game this week. Um, that should be huge. And that should be a good, a blockbuster game. Once again, two undefeated teams going head to head. And that's a seven o'clock game. So that, then that'll round it out. So what we've got is seven classes, two teams each. Uh, and they're all still on 45, aren't they? <laughs> they're, they're all still on 45, aren't they? Or did NSPN get about the rights to it? <clears throat> It'll be on 45. Yeah, they're all okay. Yep. All right. So, so we're down to the 14 final teams, and uh, and that, and this is the first time ever I think that there's been college. I'm I'm sorry, high school varsity football played in December in the state of Minnesota. I know it's indoors, but because of that Vikings Thanksgiving game, uh, you know, and, and they moved it back a week. But is this uh, a Kip? Do you recall? Is this the first time ever there's been December football in the state of Minnesota? I don't think it's the first time ever, but I'm pretty sure it's the first time in a long time. It's been 20 okay, some okay. years in a yeah, row. Very rare Thanksgiving. I'm sure way back yeah. in the day they had a snowstorm and pushed it back, or around oh, gotcha. December. But it's it's been that Thanksgiving Friday very, Saturday tradition for a long time. Very rare, and like like Andy, you said that your kids are getting ready for uh, for hockey, uh, basketball, wrestling, and now this is going to push another week out, but. Uh, that's it. This this will wrap it up here sun, uh, Saturday evening with the prep bowl. So it's always fun to watch. You can live stream it. Uh, you can go there there in person. Everything's everything there at the U.S. Bank is online using Ticketmaster to get in. Um, and then once you're there, it's all check card, debit card, credit card, no cash at all to get in. But fun stuff, fun stuff uh, there at the big greenhouse. Go ahead. Uh, Bemidji State Division Two. Uh, like I said. 
They got their second straight year in the playoffs. Won the first round. They went down to Texas to play. I was watching this game on TV, and it, it wasn't that close, um, to tell you the truth, when I watched the game. Bemidji State, quick 7-0 lead. They said they'd won 10 in a row. Was it too much for them? I don't know. Angelo State had won 12 in a row, so it can be done. I was going to say this, this, this little Division two school – or I'm sorry, Division three school, two school, Angelo State down in Texas. I used to play the, – the seating, I think, maybe 300 people could sit there. I mean, they had almost nothing for seats. But they had a better field than I've seen anyone in Minnesota have. Now, again, it's in Texas, so football is kind of a religion down there. Beautiful field. Not many fans. Bemidji State fans traveled well down there. I was impressed. I thought they had a chance because it was cold and they had a shot. They came out early, but then I think they were just done. They were only down by six at half, held them in the third, but then the fourth quarter just started falling apart. They they tried to get you know a 10-point touchdown instead of a six-point touchdown. You can't make it up that fast. They panicked. So Bemidji State season is done. They move on. The other school in our area, uh, Minnesota State, lost to Colorado School of Mines in the second round. So that was our – only hope of another Minnesota connection there. So wow. we'll follow those next week more. But the local teams are out, and we'll see how they go after that. The Bison had an off week, uh, being the three seed. They had the off week. They will play Montana, who beat Southeast Missouri State. Now, you know who's on that team, right? I'm sorry? You know who's on that Montana team, right? Uh, Kiffel. No. Dasko Cocado, Eli Gilman. Yeah, Dasko. That's what I said. I saw a kid from Dasko. Okay, yes. Yep. Local boy. No. Yep. So I saw that on there. And I wrote that. Yeah, kid from Dasko. I forgot to write the name down in my notes. Okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, Bison are third. Uh, Montana's ranked 17th right now. Um, going in, they were 8-4 and four in the season. And here's the stats right here. Montana's got the ninth best scoring offense. And the eighth best defense. Now the Bison have the fifth defense. Um, it was going there. The Bison um, were getting just under thirty-five a game for offense, so they held their own. So I don't know if this will be a defensive battle or what. Uh, two two good strong defensive teams. Um, it will be up at the Fargo Dome because the Bison having the higher seed from there. So we'll see how it goes. Should be an exciting game. Montana is a good team. They're a good team, better than what they're ranked. I think. I'm watching them play. Uh, common opponents this year, they both beat South Dakota and they both beat Indiana State. So uh, so much for, for those stats helping out because um, Montana played some of our schools because of geography again for it. Should be a good game. Like I said, watch for uh, Montana with the high-scoring offense there. Big Ten has a little game coming up here. Purdue and Michigan in the championship. Uh, Michigan with a nice win over Ohio State the other day. Anytime Ohio State loses, that's a nice thing. So, um, at, at home, besides, there, yes, at the shoe. Is there a line for that one yet? Is not 20? yet, not that I saw yet. No, it's got to be at least 20 points favorites, huh? Oh, I would think <laughs> after what they did to Ohio State, too. Yeah, and then, like I said, Music City Bowl's got the ghosts, and here's a little history for the Music City right now. Looks like we're playing Kentucky. So we Kentucky sixth appearance, our fourth, but uh, we're both tied with two wins. So this this could be our bowl if we win it. We'll be the only team with three wins. Kind of like uh, the Bison call Frisco, Texas, Fargo South. 
We could start calling Nashville, Minnesota South, here pretty soon, make this our bowl game. Do our thing. You look at how it got there to that point. Purdue was 6-3 and three in the Big Ten, 4-2 and two in the West. If we beat Purdue at homecoming, we're playing in the Big Ten title game. Yeah, That's I'm, I'm not I'm not the biggest gopher football guy, but I'll watch the first one just to see how they do. But I mean, I heard PJ comment and after they beat Wisconsin that you guys wanted to fire me. This is what I was coming here to do. Well you lost to Purdue, you lost to Illinois, you lost to Iowa. <laughs> like Right. He's I think he's a great coach and a great person for the program, but I mean, you gotta start this year was set up perfectly for them to make a run to the Big Ten title game, even though they weren't gonna win it, but I mean, just kind of another disappointing year for them, but it is what it is. It's Gopher football. Yeah, we had Jeremy Quas on beginning of the college season and big Gopher fan, and he, he he's, you know, God bless him, but he's drinking the purple Kool-Aid there. <laughs> and I was trying to tell him, Jeremy, it's the Gophers. They're going to they're gonna lose the one gold, of these games. It's what the they gold do. Kool-Aid. Yes, it, the purple drink. It's, it's <laughs> what they do. They lose a game in the regular season that they're not supposed to. Yeah. They're not going to go undefeated. Um, they, they even got Royce to jump on the PJ bandwagon this year. And then after that, it fell apart. You get Royce to sing your praises. You're doing something right. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got, Dan. That's yeah, my that little was, spiel well, for was, today. You know, for the Gopher fans, this was the year because the West was down. It was, it was very mediocre in the West and a Gophers had a favorable schedule. This was the year to do it, but. Like Kip says, you start losing your games to Illinois, you lose to Purdue, you lose to Iowa. Yeah, you, you sneak out the game in Wisconsin, um, but it's it's a little too late. And now Purdue's going to the you know to the Big Ten championship game. So I think that'll be a snoozer. But what we have this weekend, gentlemen, is championship weekend. Uh, ten conferences in Division One football all have their championship game on uh, Friday and Saturday. So we're going to decide all the titles. Some may be good games, some could be blowouts, but that's it. That, that you know, that's all we've got here end of the season because the following week is the Army Navy game, and then the bowl game, bowl season begins. Now I didn't have a trivia question, Andy, but there is one other game being played Friday. The Akron Zips will be in Buffalo. Yeah. For a regular season game, the previous game was snowed out in the Buffalo snow a couple weeks ago. So Akron comes in with one win playing a regular season game okay. during championship weekend. <laughs> kind of fun for the Akron Zips there. But the, the offset to that is that game is at, I think it's noon on Friday. Buffalo playing has five wins. They need to qualify for the bowl to be bowl eligible. So a lot of these bowl scenarios for the bowl games are still hanging on whether Buffalo's going to, you know, be in the mix or not. Akron obviously isn't, but that's a regular season game. Just postponed is all the reason that they're playing that. So there's really 11 games this weekend, 10 are championship games. College season here coming up, uh, wrapping up. We have the annual Army-Navy game next weekend, and then the bowl season begins. But um, should be now, good. Kip, Kip, would you like to see – NCAA is going to expand their playoffs here coming up there, so they say they want to. If you do that, do you just maybe make these Music City Bowl games the first-round playoff games? Still keep the bowl names in there and the sponsorships so you get paid for, but make that the first-round games? Or do you like it with just four teams and it is what it is? 
Uh, yeah, you got to keep the names because that's all. It's all about money, first of all. But it'd be, I mean, four. It's tough because sometimes there's there's four clear cuts this year. It seems like there's maybe five, six, seven. So, I mean, football added the extra playoff team that kind of made it more exciting. So I I wouldn't go more than eight. Eight would probably kind of be the max. And then if you want to give maybe the top two a buy and then let the bottom couple play into that um, something like that but if you start letting 16 in more than that it just kind of waters it down it kind of takes away from it the four is a good touch but we get open you get all these super conferences now though you know big tens expanding um we're gonna have what 16 teams now next year the sec has got 16 teams you maybe make it a 16 playoff with one wild card and like the conference champion from all the five, big five well, I've even heard like crazy ideas that football will just not be part of the NCAA anymore. It's going to go to kind of like a setup like the NFL where you're going to have two conferences and then you'll have a playoff and then you'll have a Super Bowl. So I yeah. mean, with the conferences all joining together, national letter of, or name image likeness and all that garbage that comes with it too and recruiting and transfer portal, it's, it's a mess. So I think it's going to be way different than it is now in a couple of years. Well, I even heard the Bowl Championship Series is not part of the NCAA. Correct. Yeah. It's no, not. a separate animal anyway. Yep. So we're kind of getting to that point as is. Yep. Yeah. The yeah, Bowl. It's, it's, go ahead. It's Dan. interesting. You know, they started that in 2014 already. You know, it, it seems like a, a ways already. You know, it's it's worked with the four teams, but has it really has it really worked? And there's a lot of potential out there, guys. Yeah, I I'd, I'd like to see it maybe go to six teams if that, but if not. If football is going to become its own animal and escape from the NCAA, uh, it almost might have to. It, it's basically the NFL minor league system as is. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's tough, too, because you probably have three SEC teams that are worthy, but probably one for sure One for sure is obviously going to make it maybe two. And then that third one's the kind of odd man out, like who's going to get that spot? Like who deserves it more? I mean, the SEC's been dominant. Are you going to let Ohio State and Michigan in and – but four makes it kind of tough when you don't play each other all the time. But if you start playing each other, that might help too. Well, the SEC expanding, getting, uh, was it Texas and Oklahoma or something like that, joining yeah. them in a few years. Okay, really, it's going to be the Big Ten and the SEC invitationals what the Final Four is going to be. Pretty much. <laughs> Pac-12 is pretty much over with now after USC yeah. and all of them come over. Yeah, they'll be done. Uh, there's word of them and – uh, some others kind of joining. Maybe it's a five big conference, about four. So that's where some people are saying they have the, each super conference winner in. But now where does Notre Dame sit? Yeah. They swallow their NBC money and join a conference? Because <laughs> that's why I think even them independent is the NBC money for football. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a mess to try to figure that all out. And I don't know if there is the right choice to do with it, but I mean – like I said before, kind of money is going to dictate all of it, I think. Yeah, I, I hate to be the, the accounting director at North Dakota – or I'm, I'm sorry, at Notre Dame. Play Big East basketball, Big Ten hockey, yep. independent football. You know, that's just going to be a, a headache to figure that out. Yeah. That's all I got, Dan. It makes it interesting. It makes it interesting, but that's why we're here to to, uh, to break things down. But it'll be fun at the prep bowl, uh, gentlemen. Uh, have fun watching it, monitoring it, streaming it, however you do uh, watch it. It should be good. Seven good games. 
a part of Minnesota history. So uh, thanks again, Kip, uh, for having uh, joining us here tonight. Uh, Andy, any final words? Uh, not much. It's kind of our, our football wrap-up. Like I said, we'll still follow the the Bison through the playoffs and keep you updated on Division Two. We won't leave them hanging. We'll give you updates on those on social media and here next week. Um, go for game wherever they go, Big Ten teams in the playoffs. We'll follow those through. Uh, but then uh, after this football's done, we'll get hot and heavy in the basketball. And uh, Little Bird told me that uh, sometime in January might be a hot stove episode coming up. Hot stove episode. We'll have a baseball. We'll have some am- amateur baseball coverage coming up yeah, right. early, early February, I think. Yeah. Between the championship and Super Bowl, there will squeeze her in. Yeah, hot's a good word uh, for that because there's a lot of stuff going on in amateur baseball right now. Oh, yeah. I was uh, down in Jordan today, uh, this afternoon, looking at the Minimat updates, and uh, I didn't grab any photos, but it's it's going to be fun. They, they got some fun updates going there with the party patio, and they'll be hosting the state tournament here in a couple of years. But uh, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, yeah, St. Bonnie looks, with the dugouts. Looks nice. Look sharp. All right, Kip, thanks yeah, again for your I time. Andy, Jordan. Uh, uh, yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, All right, sounds good, guys. Have a good yeah. one. Thanks.